can't even remember how it goes. It was jazzy, wasn't it? Right. Welcome back, Dan. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back to Two Broke Brokers. 2023. We're either more motivated or less motivated or just as same motivated as we were to do this last year. For the podcast. For the podcast. And in life in general. I think I've maintained a consistent level of motivation for this. <laughs> Which is just what sort of middling. Yeah, it was slow at the start, <laughs> but I reckon it's just something that now that we've we've put time for it mentally. Yeah. And yeah. we've we've actually practiced it as well that it's so much easier to keep going. Yeah, this is true. We were planning on starting this earlier in January again. Yeah. But you were travelling, then it was my birthday, then it was my girlfriend's birthday. Work is busy. Yeah. But we're yeah. here. We'll go back to our normal routine, I think. Yeah. Hopefully, inshallah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Fantastic. And, and Thanks for listening. We were, we were away for Christmas. I went back home. Mm. And this has been, I believe, the first year since COVID that I would call it a COVID-less Christmas. Okay. Interesting. No, if, if someone got COVID in the UK or even over here you'd find it wasn't that big a deal. Yeah. Last year, I remember spending Christmas in my mum's house and I wasn't allowed out. I had to get my PCR yeah. before I jumped on the plane. Yeah, oh, did thing. you not have to do that this I year? I didn't even think about it. Really? And I just walked right through. No <laughs> PCR. I think now that, obviously, China is... Um, they've opened the gates to their people... They've been in lockdown, poor sods, that could make for however long since it started. And it's been like diehard. You're not allowed out, more or less. And now they've released the gates to their own. And um, everyone seems to be getting it in China. So mm-hmm. I think other countries should just be a bit cautious. Like, obviously, they don't PCR me, whatever, before <laughs> I go to UK. But if I was coming from China, I, I believe that they should at least PCR them. Like... Yeah, you've got to, haven't you? You've because got to. Otherwise, you, you're coming from a hot spot. You may just end up spiking in, in the country. I mean, it's floating around over here. Anyway, somewhere. this is not a COVID podcast. No, it's not. It, 2023 is a COVID free year. I had, I had an excellent Christmas. Yeah. COVID was not in my way. How was your Christmas? My Christmas was good, thanks. It was my first orphan Christmas. My first Christmas away from family. Ever. Orphan Christmas. An orphan Christmas. Yeah, yeah no parents, no grandparents, nothing. So... Yeah, first Christmas in Dubai. It was sick. Yeah. I don't know if I'll ever go home for Christmas again. <laughs> Mate, it was fucking quality. And did you have a Christmas tree here? Or? Uh, no, I didn't have one. That was about as close to a Christmas tree as we got here. Didn't put a Christmas tree up. Did loads. Did it feel fun. Christmassy? Yeah, mate. Well Christmassy. Really? Well, Christmassier. Chris- Christmassier? It's not a word, but... Christmassy. More Christmassy than it has in the UK for years. The weather was chilly for Dubai, sort of like it is now. Um, did Christmas Eve drinks. Which is like 23 degrees. But it's fucking the cold, day. isn't it? It is it's fucking cold. cold. It is cold. You're just saying it, that because you've no, been to it, Scotland. At night time it drops to like a it's... respectable 12 to 15. That's cold, man. 15. If we were to go out on the balcony now, I'd need my dressing gown, 100%. <laughs> anyway, yeah. All the everything is, is so Christmassy out here, man. People put Christmas lights up. Uh, Christmas Eve drinks was lovely. We did a brunch on Christmas Day. We did like an evening brunch. Fucking lovely, honestly. Yeah. Honestly, really, really nice. Really Christmassy. 
obviously I miss my family and my friends and everything. I don't know if I'd ever do Christmas at home again. Mm, I think Christmas brunches are just one way to forget that you're not home. Yeah, but what are you going to do if you're home? Because, like, <laughs> that sounds harsher than it needed to be. But, I don't know what my family is. It's lovely. No, I only get to see them nice. once a year. But, so that's, that's really super Christmases to me. I couldn't spend Okay, Christmas. fair enough. I think but we've I, got mixed opinions here. But I've, got I, a I very, but I've got a very close family. We don't go out on Christmas. We don't do Christmas Eve drinks or anything like that. So... It's almost just like another Sunday back home. There is no dedicated day for drinks. You just drink every day. Yeah, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Are start. we still talking about Christmas or just in general? <laughs> Christmas. I swear. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, Christmas is really good, mate. I, I probably will go out next year for Christmas. But, yeah, why? It's just too cold, right? Uh, it's no. just too cold. Grew up in the cold. Yeah, very true. So, we'll talk a bit more about what's going on. We'll we'll have a catch up, um, because there's a few things have cropped up in the news. Mm. And speaking of alcohol, this this did come up in the good news. Segue, yeah, nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> We're getting good at this. <laughs> the, the, they're dropping the the tax on alcohol right so yeah so they're cutting the alcohol tax by 30% I think which is excellent it's a yeah it's massive most, I, I, you think that I mean I drink a regular amount probably <laughs> average and then okay. when you average go, for a scot when yeah. you go out right a, a pint would be about 55 dirhams which is more or less 11 to 12 pounds yeah, which could be about I don't know, 15, 16 American dollars. Oh, we're, we're covering uh, all the currencies. I'll just say that. It's just about 15,000 rupees. <laughs> yeah, right. It's X amount of yen. Yeah, it, yeah we're going through them right. all, though. All I'm saying is, it's if that could be it. dropped by 30%, then. I don't know. No, so if it's the tax on it, which is probably 50%. So 30% of 50%. 15% in total will probably show. I don't know. But it's, it's a big saving. So obviously, like the. Um, what would you call like African and Eastern? It's say um, African and Eastern is a booze shop. Yeah, but there's a word for it in there, like a cash and carry sort of thing almost. Oh, like a uh, keister. Some no. <laughs> well, that's not that's not a thing. Keister is a knife up your bum, isn't it? Key store. Oh right, okay. Or a corner shop or whatever. It's sort of yeah, but. Uh, so yeah, so the shops where you the buy office. alcohol, the yeah, office. it's an off license. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, so buying direct from an off license. It's pretty much the cost saving is there already. With the pubs and the bars and stuff, they still have stock where they've paid the 30% tax for. So it's going to be about a month to two months before we actually see that on yeah. nights out. It'll be interesting but, to see. Yeah, mate, it's a huge and the, thing. And the raising cigarettes. This is the thing, right? So you're so more, cigarettes are pretty cheap over here. Cigarettes are pretty cheap. I think they're raising the tax by 200%. Yeah. So it's quite a big increase. Which is shit for me because I smoke more than I drink, but probably all right for you because you drink more than you smoke, right? Oh, and I try and vape every now and, and then. You try and vape. But, I, but this is fascinating to me because the locals don't drink, right? They smoke. So it just, that just baffles me, right? It shows how Dubai is leaning even more into tourism. I, I was with uh, a guy on... Uh, uh, last week I had a viewing at, uh, he was a tenant of an office and he was moving out so he opened up the door and let me and my client in and he was a local uh, well a local he was born in uh, the UK 
but he came to Dubai with his family when he was eight years old. Right. He's been in Dubai 40 years plus. Has he got the passport? I don't know. So. Right, <laughs> fair enough. But anyway, he says it's, it's absolutely mental, the changes that have happened over this course of time. Yeah. And he says, you know, if you'd seen it back then, you'd, you wouldn't recognise the place. Obviously, I mean, people know that. They've seen it before and after pictures of 20 years. Never mind fucking yeah. 40 years, yeah. mate. Mate, th- like, two years I've been here, Uptown in JLT, that building was nothing. That's just come up. Uh, business Bay is always fucking changing. Dubai Creek was basically flat. That's now its own entire community. Uh, it's insane well, how quick uh, it changed. All I'm saying is that, like, it's as, as little as four years ago, when I first arrived in Dubai, that, you know, the shutters were up during Ramadan. Yeah, curtains closed. You when weren't you're allowed to eat in public. If yeah. you did that, then you're arrested, more or yeah. less. And there was all this, all these things, bars were closed, blah, blah, blah. There's all this shit that you couldn't do. Yeah. And that was, that was only three and a half, four years ago, man. It doesn't exist anymore, does it? And over that course of time, now, I, I think and he, he even agreed. He said what they've done is clever to a certain extent. But now it's come to a point where, like, how, how do these Muslim people feel who were born and bred here or even just Muslim in general and from the Middle East and thereabouts who are used to Ramadan being like, don't drink, yeah. don't eat, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't whatever, don't show me food, don't, I don't want to smell it, whatever, like, and, um, it's like out the window over here, like, it is, yeah, it more is, or less, it is. like, uh, yeah, so he said, like, it's clever what they've done during the COVID time, because during COVID, there was obviously, the, the tourists went down, the economy was going down, and then during Ramadan, they were like, well, we need to keep our food and beverage up because yeah, landlords yeah. are still charging or some aren't as lenient as others. And we need to help these guys out. And because the government helped out F&B in that way, where they still let people eat during the likes of Ramadan, it started changing the rules because during, it was so bad during business, COVID right? times. I'm not saying it was 100% business, but at the end of the day, taking away Ramadan still allows tourists to come during this these few couple of months as mm, well, mm. where they're not concerned as much about what they're limited to. Yeah. I mean, everyone got the, the letter or the website that says the to-do list and not to-do list when you come to Dubai. Yeah, of course. Everyone's yeah. read through one yeah. of those and it always says the same thing, even today. The reality is, just don't... You'd be hard-pressed to distinguish this between any... Western country. I genuinely believe that. As long as you're respectful, then yeah. you could be living anywhere in the world right now. Like, genuinely. Uh, well, it's I mean, all I would, about uh, respect, true, true. Right? I mean, there's a lot more respect. mosques, but... There's a lot more mosques. <laughs> Get what you're trying <laughs> this to say. Is your, I don't know, have you been to East London? <laughs> I haven't, no. No, no. That was a terrible joke. I don't even know if we'll include that. Anyway. Is there a mosque uh, in East London? There's quite a few, yeah. All right, okay. There's quite a few. Um... See, I think it was like um, it was TripAdvisor or or something like that, and Dubai got voted the best place to live in the world. Um, I think it was behind. Uh, I think it was in front of. Sorry, uh, Bali was second, and strangely, London was third. Which that is strange. strange. But I just thought it's not finished yet. Like when you drive around Dubai. It's either... London isn't finished yet. Fuck off, London isn't finished yet. There's no, what do you mean? London was finished 40 years ago, mate. That's why the prices are going up now. 
All right, okay, we'll have a listen. But, but not... you would you would say that business bay is pretty full, right? Yeah. Oh, what well, what can they do in business bay? Uh, well, the buildings are pretty old, and when I say old, I mean like twenty years, maybe. In business bay. But what they're doing is, and when you see all these futuristic photos, all the same buildings are there. What do you think they're going to do to those? Knock them down. No. Yeah, of course they will. Not all of them. Of course they will. No, I reckon... No, 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 no. Mate. No, 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 Mate, no. I've been thinking about this for ages. No. In the next they'll, 20 they'll, years... They'll, they'll refurbish them. I don't think that'll be enough. I think in 20 years' time, regulations in terms of like building... Whether it's cladding as a result... So you're going to get somebody paid out the arse for a plot of land and then built something to knock it down and build a new something. Not going to happen unless Mate. they build it, they knock it down... And someone buys a well, they, someone buys a plot of land, buys the building, knocks it down themselves. Yeah, but it's that's not gonna what, happen. Mate, it one hundred percent is. I was thinking no this, one's right? that much money. Manchester Tower. It's not feasible. Manchester Tower in the marina, right? Because then in another forty years, people are gonna come back and be like, Oh right, well I knocked it down thirty years ago, so I better just knock it no, down. No, it's because Dubai is so no, it's not gonna be a sustainable Unsustainable? Thing. No, no, it's not gonna be You're a sustainable. All you're saying is knocking down business bay and rebuilding it. Can I just say my point? Yeah, go on. Right? Dubai is such an unregulated market, right? What was it? Ten years or so ago, there was Grenfell Tower in the UK, right? Because the cladding wasn't up to scratch. Fucking catastrophe. Exactly. The regulations out here are not as caught up as they are in somewhere like London, right? So it is awful, but it's inevitable there is going to be a Grenfell-like disaster out here, which will change all of the regulations in place. And it will have to be the building complies or it's gone. So my sort of sounding board for this is Manchester Tower in the marina, right? One of the shittest buildings in the world. But you can upgrade, like... The, the cl- I don't think... Cl- for example, right, what happened to Grenfell Tower, right? From what I know, the, the people who were building it, the contractors, yeah. who were using different materials yeah, yeah, taken yeah, yeah. from elsewhere, and these materials did not collaborate. For example, it was like the fire stops in between the aluminium cladding yeah. had gaps in it and the fire managed to just travel up the building from yeah. the inside, yeah. right? Now, they were refurbishing these buildings but they were supplying all this shit from elsewhere and they didn't fucking do it properly, blah, blah, blah. It's their fault, whoever's fault. Anyway, but the structure was still intact. People could still live in their homes. Not grand, Pe- Yeah. People still oh, lived in... Well, no, they fucking did well, they, but no, Maybe no, the not afterwards. Low... Not afterwards. Maybe they were moved elsewhere during the construction, but it was just the cladding. Oh, whilst the, cl- yeah, whilst the refurbishment was, like, right, so right, was being done. Yeah, yeah. That can be done inside and outside Fine. while people still live in their homes. No bother at all. So where are you going to put these people? Why do you, know, why do you think that, that people weren't just moved somewhere else? Because there's just that much available housing all the time? No. There is out here. But government would need to pay for that. But this or is a contractor thing. who is doing it. Or the owner of the building would need to pay for that. But and I think they will, mate. feasible. I think it is feasible. I think, genuinely, I believe the best investment... They would need to find a bulk lease and then transfer everyone. And these people are going to have to pay for transfer costs and everything. If you're talking... <laughs> you're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
fucking. Let's not get into the fucking Jesus. So political, man. <laughs> all I'm saying is that I think people are more likely to refurbish a building rather than knock it down and build it up because fine, refurbishing fine, fine, fine. is a lot more sustainable. Yeah. And if you're talking about the fucking news coming up in COP Summit being in Dubai next, fuck it, let's fuck it. Yeah, let's keep it going. Let's yeah. keep it going. You're on fire. Really. COP <laughs> Summit being in Dubai uh, next year? Uh, next year. No, I don't know if it's Dubai or if it's UAE, but it's, right, it's okay. one of the two. Then they're going to have to talk about sustainable options anyway. Okay. Sustainable standards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair so fair. using brown sites and refurbishing them, mm. using buildings that are already built and making them livable to today's standards, that's sustainable. Knocking it down and making more concrete and using all that. Yeah. You know what I mean? How- but they've just done it, mate. Dubai Pearl. Did you see the other day? It just got demolished. In Qatar? No, here. It was, it's just outside the marina. Dubai Pearl, they blew it up and then it was going around on all the socials. Oh my God, there's an earthquake in Dubai, blah, 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 blah. Oh, mate, I never saw anything about that. Really? Yeah, they've literally just knocked a building down. How because- old is it? Uh, I, don't know. I couldn't remember. I can't remember. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. But yeah, they've literally just done it. That like, just pop back in. Yeah. Do you know why? Um, no. 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 Okay, well, fine. Good news, isn't it? Yeah. But um, yeah, so COP Summit is going to be it next year. So I'm, I'm actually, I think, I haven't really been fo- following COP Summits. No. Because it's a lot of talk and not much action, and it's a lot of people getting upset, and a lot of people not getting upset, and talking about economy in comparison to the world and what it's going to be in 40 years, blah, blah, blah. But it's interesting because we just had the World Cup. Before that, we had Expo. There was something else that we had before that as well, wasn't there? Was it just World Cup and Expo? Must have just been World Cup and Expo. But anyway, it's just Uh, more emphasis on how on the map Dubai and the UAE is becoming. Do you know what I mean? Like This year is a relatively quiet year. There's not too much going on. I'm I'm interested to see, like, why if if people in the COP summit from say the Western world or elsewhere, um, Paris is a big influencer when it comes to this thing. Uh, the, um, France, if they target the UAE, because it's a big it's a big place to target, and yeah. they're going to be obviously their expansion plans for twenty forty twenty. 33, doubling the economy. You're on fire, mate. You're on fire. Yeah, Those that don't know, we've got a checklist. In, well, we've got some talking points in front of us. And Danny's just reading them off, honestly. <laughs> I'm trying to drag it out a bit. Dan's just like, no, it's into this one, into that one, into that one. you got, on you got to try and compress information <laughs> to make it sound good. Um, uh, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, yeah, if they're yeah. planning on doubling the economy <laughs> by 2033 Which and doubling apparently. the population, then you need more housing, you need better roads, you need everything. Yeah, 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 and yeah. how are Dubai and the UAE going to handle this when they've got so much money in oil and blah, blah, blah? Like, that's, that's a huge talking point. If I was from France or even the UK and, you know, we really cared about the planet then I'd be like, well, let's look at places who aren't doing as much as others. Yeah. Now, Europe are pretty good at throwing things under and making it look like it's not them. I'm sending it elsewhere to, like, Malaysia or something. Garbage. Oh, we recycle a lot. No, you don't. It's in a container and fucking... Who are we insulting now? Just so I'm on Europe. the same page. All oh, right, yeah. <laughs> anyway. This is for all our Belgian fans. That was old news, though, man. I'm not up to date. But uh, all I'm saying is that Targeting the UAE is, I think it's really interesting. 
Um, but it's not targeting the UAE. Oh, it's not targeting. Copies but it's always it's held in a, in a different it's in their country. Bloody every home year. country, right? So they might have. So the spotlight will be. They on might, them yeah, maybe. they might have a bit of pride about. Oh, we're we're representing this. By the end of the day, they are going to get slated. Okay. Let's face it. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. Because no, because we're gonna, right, we're in we're all in blah 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 place. We're all in UAE. What are we going to talk about? Well, it's good to be in the UAE. I have noticed. No one takes the bus except for people of a certain... Right, okay, let's start again. Jesus. <laughs> I hate to fucking calm my mouth, man. <laughs> and we'll cut it at calm my mouth. And they'll, they'll, stay in the they'll, audio. they'll step into the UAE and they'll think, all right, this is different in comparison to my country. How? Do, uh, yeah, because you're right, it's not... Public transport is definitely not as established. Yeah. Definitely not. Yeah, yeah, it's mature. We've touched like, on infrastructure we've, before. We've touched yeah, on all this infrastructure. That's the first thing they're going to notice. It's mm. the first thing I noticed. It's like, I can't get a bus. Yeah. It's going to take me two hours. I can jump in the metro, but I'm going to JVC. It doesn't I exist, get, does it? I better yeah. get a taxi. Mm. Like, so, that sort of thing. And Yeah, no, it's, it's yeah. interesting. You need an underground system. That'd be amazing. Again, I was sort of... Bringing this all in, no, it costs too much. We need an overground system. We need a monorail. What's a monorail? Monorail, monorail. You never seen the Simpsons episode? It's just like a, it's like the underground in um, in London. So an underground. No, the overground. Like the metro is. Like the overground metro is, is overground. An overground is bad for real estate, though. It's bad for real estate, but it would cost a hell of a lot less than digging underneath. And thinking about it, I don't know if we would because we're on sand, right? It would have to be a fucking deep metro. Have you ever played Minecraft? It doesn't you even... dig under sand, the sand falls on top of you. Aye, but like you could make steel casing, iron casing. It's doable, obviously. Yeah. It's doable, but I bet it's a lot harder and a lot more expensive than in London. It'll cost billions. No do you know? Do you want, this is a fun fact. Do you know why there's not that many skyscrapers in London until more recently? So sand out here is really easy to build on because it compresses and then it solidifies. But in the UK, especially London... Can I make a guess? Go on. Because there's so... <laughs> I basically told you half the answer, but... Oh, no, never mind, go on. No, no, go on, go on. No, I probably got it wrong, but for example, right? Yeah. In Glasgow, which is a big city, mm-hmm. they've got so many underground tunnels, transits and old methods of transport from back in... I don't know, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, and drainage systems like the I old. It's basically hollow. Yeah, that the the Glasgow, a lot of it is mainly or in the city centre. It's like on stilts, Fucking and out. you can That's take insane. tours underground, and it's just unused space now. But it's I was thinking skyscrapers. Maybe they found the right places. <laughs> Or maybe they decided to, like, say, fuck the underground, fuck the, the, use, the useless space that was previously used and is now a historical and <laughs> landmark. To, to, uh, yeah. What were you going to say, though, about the soil? Yeah, it's literally that, right? So it's a clay in the UK, and the clay, when you compress it, it will just slide away, especially because you've got the River Thames going through it, right? It's constantly wet. So it's, uh, it's too hard, to, or it was too hard until technology is caught up to build these skyscrapers. And that's why now we're getting the shard is up and it's becoming higher right. because the technology is caught up. It was always too hard to build skyscrapers. Fun fact. Well, 
Where did you get your facts from? I've known this for a while for some reason. I've been, I used to be fascinated with architecture, so I, it's just been up there. Because in my opinion, the piles, which are not the STD. <laughs> but like, piles isn't an STD. What's piles? Piles is when you sit on an odd chair and you get pots oh, of blood messing in your arms. You're right, you're right, yeah. yeah, like abscesses and shit. Yeah. No, piles <laughs> not like the abscess, but the foundation, which is like a big, massive concrete stilt, essentially, that gets... It can be drilled into the ground, it can be hammered into the ground, whatever. Right. But if it goes deep enough, then it's got stability, because the ground just gets harder and harder and harder. Yeah. It can be up to, like, 30 metres long. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, the shard and all that stuff, who was it built by? Who paid for it? Someone with a lot of money. Yeah. Right? So someone with a lot of money wanted a tall tower... And yeah, but it had, had to wait solution. for technology to catch up. Is Did they know? How old is the shard? 10 years, maybe? 15, 20 years? Mate, people were using fucking foundations that depth for fucking... No, but it them. was not physically possible before. The clay was too um, loose, yeah. too malleable. Okay. Interesting, anyway. though. Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, I'm so debatable, man. You I know, know, you fucking you know how it gets. You know, know how it gets. I just end up trying to question. Anyway, do you know I would love to read a book written by you because you're so debatable. I see where you're going. <laughs> do you? Yeah, do you? I'm having a go at this segment. Are a book? <laughs> um, I mean, we've touched on a certain subject, right? Certain um, D word. <laughs> foundations and news and Christmas and COVID and all that aside, yeah? Yeah, we're getting so into the we're fit of get, it now. We're yeah. getting towards, yeah, towards yeah. real estate. We're not quite Welcome there. Welcome back to the Broke Brokers. We're not quite yeah. there yet. So I decided... We haven't even talked about how broke we are. Um, <laughs> I decided to write... A Can book. I just say, I, bet, I thought this was brilliant when I heard this. And I still, I'm still not sure I believe it, but the fact right. that you're about to talk about it is huge. So, so about two weeks ago, I sat down... And I thought, man, I've got some opinions. <laughs> I've got some points of view that I want to express, right? And I felt a bit creative. So I got my laptop out and I started writing. And I was writing a book on discipline. And, um, you know, I, I didn't even fucking brainstorm a big plan or anything. You know how it is. You just got to dive balls deep You've into You've just got to get your thoughts out on yeah. the paper, yeah. So that's what I was doing. And then, like, the next day... I formatted it into a bit more structure and then I started adding into it and then I just kept going. And, I, I, and the book is on discipline, right? The D word. We've covered it loads of times, but I thought, I've got enough to say about it. I might as well get started. And I was meant to bring a passage today just to like... Because <laughs> some of the stuff I wrote was like... It was quite good. I thought it was quite good anyway. We'll see what everyone thinks. And I told you in the car when we were coming here, I said... But there is one obstacle I've come across, and it's discipline. <laughs> I've um, just thought of a title whilst you've been talking. Dan's Big D. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad, right? Yeah. I'm just... Sorry, guys. I'm just... He did send me an extract of it a little while ago. on WhatsApp. Uh, I'm on my WhatsApp, thank you. I'm just having a quick look to see. Here we go. Can I read it on your behalf? Uh, go on, then. <clears throat> Introduction. This book has been written by yours truly, someone, alongside many other individuals, 
who has always been who has always had an awareness of discipline, who has the good and bad on each shoulder, but tends to listen to the side that has other ideas. For example, to keep the finger up the arse, take it out for a short period of time, or take it out completely and wash those hands. Yes, it can be tough to pull up the socks, quit bad habits as well as starting the good ones. This book will cover obstacles in the way of progress, as well as the as well as as well as the understanding of the psychology behind it all and everything in between. Let us be more disciplined so that we can achieve what we want to achieve. For your sake, I would not take all of this too seriously. The messages you will read are coming from a person who needs to keep himself entertained while he writes it. So expect some terrific and terrible patter. I just, just reading that out loud, so many typos. The grammar is awful. You said it perfectly. I was adjusting it, adjusting it in my head. Well, you, if you can read something perfectly, then it's easy to read and the grammar must be good, <laughs> no, right? No, it's because I'm brilliant and I was doing it in my head. So if I read it word for word, this book... Oh, shut up, right. No, no. This book will cover obstacles in the way of progress as well as the my understand of the psychology behind it all and everything you in between. You must have the old one. Oh, <laughs> is it? Yeah. <laughs> is it? Is anyway, it? The old anyway, one, yeah. Um, but... No, but genuinely, yeah. mate. Listen, this is a this is sick. This is really cool. Yeah. I think I think apart from the grammar and bullshit like that, like I've but that's why I'm pretty good at mate, I'm yeah. pretty good at grammar anyway. Fixing up afterwards, like like you say, you just have to get it out, and when you go and revise it and fix it up and fix it exactly, up and fix yeah. it up. Um, that was I think sent to me at like two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> something stupid. Um, but. I would love, I would love to produce a piece of material that could potentially help someone. Hey, and that's and like, what this podcast is. And like, and like it is, like it says, it's that um, I, I don't, I need to keep myself entertained while I write it, right? I mean, part of my discipline is right. I need to have fun because if I don't have fun, I'll get bored, and if I'm bored, then I might not be asked to, to achieve it in its fullest we're right? back to our big debate what's the point in doing something if you're not having fun whilst you're doing well, it well that's what I'm saying yeah, yeah that's, that's a good that's a good point like that's why I'm rating it I'll, I'll try and make it sound fun and you know you, when you are rating and being creative you need to be in a space of somewhat inspiration yeah, yeah, of course. And yeah. that's, that inspiration comes down. Like, I, I can be sitting on a couch and I'm like, I really want to do something, but I don't know what to do. And then you start thinking and then you're like, shit, um, I could be creative right now. I could do it. And then you set your shit up and you start writing. Or, like, if you're a painter, then it's like when you've had you that feeling... You set up and you, you start. Yeah, you get that sort of creative feeling. You're like, shit, I'm going to go and start painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you just set up your stuff and you're like, now I'm in my zone. Um so yeah, I've, I think I've got about two thousand words in. Bloody yeah! <laughs> I got <laughs> busy one night, but like it could take the whole year. I don't know. Maybe I should set some goals um, and just try and get down. In... But this is the thing. I think as soon as you set yourself goals, you're losing the creativity to a what, degree, right? What I'm saying is right is that if you set a goal, you think about it more because you've got a goal. Okay. And yeah, then when yeah. I'm sitting on the couch and I'm watching something. I can be like, I've got that goal. I'm in the mood for it. Oh, I don't know about that. Maybe yeah, not tonight. Okay. But then the next day, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. And then when I get home and I realise I'm watching the same programme and I'm like, fuck this. And then I sit and I'll sit in silence because I've got maybe nothing to do. I didn't go to the 
gym, I didn't, no. I ordered in, I've got a bit of spare time on my hands, then, you know, they, they could come to you then, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, no, I'll, mate, I'll, fascinating. Let's, let's see if I can get another bit done to before next week. I'm hoping this will be some encouragement now that you've I hope not that. committed to it, but now that you've put it out there, that's, hopefully something will come man, to you. Every time, every time I see it, it's a problem with discipline is... The more you talk about it, the less you do. <laughs> you reckon? So most of the time, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be like this. I'm going to go and do this. I'm going to do this job. I'm going to do that. Job. I'm going to do this. And then, I'm gonna go into and then you end up do not doing anything because you've committed too much. You've yeah. said to everyone so many things. And you know what? It does fucking break your credibility a little bit, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know you expect me not to finish this. Just based on like general discipline but I'm going to try that's all I'm saying I, I, I think I'm gonna that's give, fucking awesome give really a good bloody shot we'll see what happens I think that's really fucking cool to be honest and then I can start advertising my book and yeah, <laughs> just going to have my face be, like yeah. Dan's big D you'll be fucking paying for sponsors I'll <laughs> tell you that mate so um, have you thought of a title yeah I think Dan's big D is quite funny I think it? it was my title was getting to discipline it was kind of... It was that like a, shit, that is. Like that shit. Getting to discipline or... Like, getting to discipline eventually was sort of like the... So it's like, oh, here we go. I think it needs work. <laughs> I think it needs work. Here we go. But anyway, right in if you want to listen to Dan's book. <laughs> Dan's book. <laughs> There's well, another actually, podcast. I'll so. tell you what we'll do is we'll do a giveaway, right? At the end of the year. Right in if you think Dan will finish the book and if he doesn't. And then yeah. it does, and then we'll award it. I don't know. I don't know. I'll give you a free copy. I'll come in A4 paper <laughs> and a fucking envelope. Um, Every right. page will be signed, yeah. So, speaking of discipline, <laughs> let's, let's, this is the smoothest podcast we've ever done. Let's, let's move this on from brilliant. discipline. I only wanted to mention it for a short period because it was there. A book on it. Because that started after Christmas, you know, after the new year. Um, but looking into real estate in the future, um, I thought it'd be good to start talking about where you think you are now. Because 2023, New Year, you're thinking of, what am I going to do this year? Yeah. And you kind of reflect on the past. So why don't you tell us, Josh, a little bit about where you were and where you are now and what you think uh 2020 what do you think 2023 is looking like that's heavy bro <laughs> so i last year left uh one of the most established real estate companies in dubai to go to a startup a one man band and grow the business in my own image because i am god uh, <laughs> anyway i ended up leaving that startup uh, because create, basically creative decisions, right? Basically creative decisions. Uh, and I'm now at a different company altogether. Um, the, the startup is closed down, by the way, for the record. Oh, no. Oh, exactly, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> um, fucking wankers, honestly. I'm not even ashamed to say it. Wankers. Um, so, yeah, so I left them. They, I've heard enough, I've heard enough stories to agree with you there. Uh, <laughs> um, and now I'm in a good position. I'm quite secure, quite comfortable. I'm riding what potentially could be a bubble. And um, 
full disclosure, I think by the end of this year, I, I think I want to be running my own business. Yeah? Yeah, I think... I don't know what I don't know whether I'll stay in real estate. I don't know if I'll do something totally different. I don't know if it will be in Dubai. I don't know anything about it yet. It's the bare bones of an idea. There's not even a plan. But I think, mate, more than anything, I want to get out of this sort of capitalism bullshit, man. Mm. I can't fucking stand it. People living to work and just... It's just bizarre to me. Like, I don't get it. There's not an awful I'm lot of, so of well-being in, in offices these days over here. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. in terms of, like, having a, a... What would you say? Like you said, working to live. Or living while working and all it's this. Just, it's just a bizarre, mate. Well, I, by the end... Of, okay, maybe not running my own business, although that is probably the dream. I just want to be doing something I enjoy, man. I think if, if you were running your own business, you'd obviously have full control over it. But at the same time, you have responsibility for the people who are working for you. Agreed. Now, but I'm not talking like I don't want like a, a, a corporation with hundreds of employees and, and make loads of money. I just want to earn enough to survive doing something that I genuinely enjoy. And I know that's everybody's dream. I sound like a twat, but... Well, it, dep- it, depends shit, what, it depends what standards you want to live to. In your own mind, This is of the course. thing, yeah. This is yeah. the thing. Like, I don't... What's the dream to me? I want a fucking little cabin in the woods somewhere that I don't have to talk to people. Right. If you fuck off to Sweden, then they've got... I, that is the dream, mate. That's the absolute dream. And then once a year, I'd come and I'd visit all my friends and I'd visit you guys. I'd come out to Dubai for a week. And that'd be it, and then I'd retreat for the rest of the year. I'd be like a reverse hibernation sort of person. This world is fucked, man. I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> anyway, I got morbid. I had a good icebreaker question the other so, day. So, sort of. Oh, so he left a, a very established company. Yes. You joined a startup. Yes. It was, it was a good opportunity, but you know, trial and tested. If you make mistakes, you learn from them. And you know what? You won't get into yourself that position again. Like, you won't no, get... No, exactly, sorry, right? You won't get yourself into that position again. Yeah, yeah, Because totally. now you understand people who like them. And you tried it, mate. Yeah, mate, have, I tried it. to you. I tried it. It takes it. a lot of buys to... put my to, hat down yeah. and, you know, I went over with the uh, expectation that they'd listen to me and my decisions that I was trying to make. And follow the contract, of course. Follow the contract didn't happen, wasn't promised things that, you know, material things that were promised when I was going over. And uh, they didn't listen to my decisions. They didn't want to take on my experience, even though I'd done a year and a half, as I said, as one of the most established real estate brands in the UK. So I left. Dubai. Uh, Dubai, yeah, sorry. So I left and uh, within two months, they went into liquidation. I'm not smug. I'm not smug. But I am a little bit smart. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost. <laughs> I'm, a little bit I'm not surprised they didn't have a, from what I said, a great vision. Mm. Um, anyway, they were doing things right. You can read up in the statistics of of startups, and it's worse in certain countries. But but you you'll understand this. Most really most saying, SMEs this, don't last five years. Never mind five months. I just want to get your opinion on this. So, as I was leaving, whilst I was in my notice period. 
the director of the company was like, uh, what can we do to be generating more leads? I don't want to be doing the cold callings because I'm against it. Like, I just... Who? The director. No, no, this is all the director. She was like, I'm the director. I shouldn't be making the cold calls. Even though I had just left and she was the only person in the cold calls. So she was ringing up her friends in Dubai. Be like, will you do me a favour? Will you give me your title deed? Can I photograph your property? Can I put it on the market? And then I'll obviously just say it's not available and then at least I've got some clients coming in as a result of that advert. Bizarre, mate. Absolutely bizarre. That was how she worked her business model. I think, yeah. Crazy. And unsurprisingly, nobody agreed to it because nobody wants their house on the market, right? Bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. Oh, it's mental, actually. It's terrible, mate. She it's just terrible. didn't want to do it. She was a bit lazy, maybe. I don't know. Lazy and entitled, I think. But you, you don't want to be in Dubai anymore. Is that what you're saying? Uh, love Dubai. It's definitely not where I'm going to spend the rest of my life. Okay. That goes without saying. Genuinely, the dream for me is a little self-sufficient cabin in the woods. Like, just doing my own thing. A cosy little cabin, fireplace. I like just cold weather. Playing with wood all day. Play. That's the title of my book. <laughs> Playing with wood. Um, How to build a fucking. Yeah, mate, like, I, I will totally admit I'm here as a stepping stone. I don't know where I'm going to end up. It might be yeah. that I just stepping stone leads to another one, leads to another one, and I end up spending my, the rest of my life here. There's no plan. But yeah, mate, I don't. Do you want to be 50 years old and doing real estate in Dubai? Not knowing where the next deal is coming from, you know, not knowing if the market's going to crash, if the market's going to rise. Listen, I'm, I'm not the kind of person who would be in real estate until I'm 50 unless I was absolutely chilling, man. Like, real estate isn't incredibly hard once you know how to uh, hard work it like, sort properly. Sort shit out. If you can get it. yourself a balance and still bring in some deals, at 50 years old, I, I doubt I'd be a broker. But I'd mate, be maybe I'd... a manager who helps out things in... Maybe even had my own company. I don't know. But I, I'm not saying I don't see myself doing it. I don't really know. I, I think the direction that I'm going in right now, and I don't want to talk about it, actually. I thought that was exactly where we were going. <clears throat> it says potential. <laughs> okay. I think You're not incriminating no, yourself I don't, this podcast. I don't, because I've got... Like, <laughs> I mean, when you're talking about your future, you're talking about... Very personal. Everything. Things, right? I mean, yeah, it's yeah. personal or personal not, but like, I don't know. Like, who knows who's watching? And if I've got job interviews coming yeah, up or course, something else, then they're like, well, actually, you told me a completely different thing in the yeah, interview, yeah, fair whatever. Enough, fair enough. So I'm just not going to talk about it. But what I can say is, if I'm to talk about my past, from two years I've worked in this company, and since then, yeah, I've done... A lot of deals, small, medium, I have. And, <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> and, 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 and during that time, you know, the managers changed. And as a commercial department, they're not really focused on as much as others. So we didn't have much direction. Now, I knew myself that if I wanted to succeed in the industry then I would need some form of focus. But although I had the motivational to go out and do fucking everything in Dubai, I didn't seem to have the motivation to focus down on a certain area, Mm -hmm. right? New manager comes, 
he's got 10 years experience and he says what the bloody hell are you all doing why he's running around all over the place that's that's too hard it's, you can't just do the whole of Dubai and that's what I was doing Yeah. but he said to me Dan I'm, I'm impressed I'm impressed about the fact that you've got this much done but if you want to make a lot of money or if you want to make money in general a lot more than you've been surviving on then this is what people who make money do and he said so see all these listings that you've got here 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 Get rid of them. You're not working on them anymore. He didn't say it like that, but I knew... This is cutting to the shit, yeah. He just says, just get rid of them. But, mate, this is infuriating to hear for me, and I'm sure for Alice, because this has been your plan for the past, pretty much as long as I've known you. But I haven't had an area to focus on, right? But that's because you didn't go out and pick it. I told you, you should have been the fucking manager. I didn't really know what area to pick, right? But I'll tell you something. Working in, like, the depths of shit and the top and this contrast right i've learned how to deal with almost anyone over the phone when it comes to commercial real estate it could be warehouses offices retail whatever you name it i can talk to you about it i know a bit of something about it i know someone we can talk to whatever right so i've got that expertise and he came in right 10 years experience in downtown, only one area. And he says, Daniel, what area do you want to focus on? And I said, what area are you focusing on? And he goes, downtown. I said, I'll pick downtown. (laughs) I'm I'm finalising a deal today. He's been in the company just before Christmas. I had my listing up, two weeks. He gave me the listing. He says, go get that leased. I got two phone calls. On the second one, another agent calls me up. She uh, actually works for a real estate company who's owned by the company who's going to be leasing the office. Yeah. Anyway, she calls me up. We're going to come see it, blah, blah, blah. Qualified them. They came over. They liked it. They're taking it. And today I made £10,000. So, like, now I'm working in an area with with higher calibre of people. Yeah, that's and, the thing. Yeah, and yeah. the listings that I'm getting and the people I'm working with, I knew they were all down there, but I didn't know if it was worth going there because yeah, if, if there was a market down there, in the right how, how much yeah. it's turning over. Yeah. The turnover to me was what buildings turn over. Like Lorenzo said, look for those high turnover buildings. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know what buildings to look for, so I was picking everything. And then I check out, right, that's a shit one. I won't work on that. I was going down from every single building well, I found before. experience. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, exactly. So, then that's the sign of a good manager. No, so definitely. point you in the right direction definitely. based on their experience. And without that, how are you supposed to succeed? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because we are, you know, we're fucking good at what we do, but we're only, what, two years experience. Yeah. That isn't enough. To... When, when, when you're on a commission-only basis, you are more or less your own boss. Yeah. You've got the yeah. freedom yeah, yeah, yeah. to do and work as hard as you want. Be even if you don't fucking work at all, eventually you get fired if you're just doing plain shit. But for someone to come in and say, Daniel, do you want to make money? Yes, right. So don't work on that then. <laughs> like, right, okay. And you're just like the, the things that you thought were your bread and butter. For example, I wanted to survive. So I had shit listings up. 
just so that I can because get someone in. Because eventually it will rain and you'll make a quick buck here. Yeah, and like, and right, there, I yeah. needed yeah. that. I needed it. I felt I needed it. But it turns out I didn't, right? Because the time you spend on that. Because the time, yeah. And and you just, it, it becomes a point where it's like, right, Dan, remember you have got self-respect, right? <laughs> to a certain extent. But, like, you can get rid of this and not worry about it. And that's exactly what I did. Uh, I went from, like, 20 listings to three. And then I built up on that. I think I've got about nine now. Okay. And but nine quality. But nine things. good quality. Yeah. And I'm only getting... I, 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 when the phone rings in the evening, I still don't answer it because I want the balance. But I know if I answered it, it could be a good client. And now that that's happening more, I reckon I'll end up working in the evenings. But you would argue, or my big argument, because I, again, it's the whole reason I want to get out of this market, is because I want that work-life balance back. If it's a good client, they will still be there in the morning. It's the people that are... It's the people that... Okay, in residential, right? You'll get some people who are the ones that are going to rent or buy with you, who are looking constantly and will message you in the day. And if you don't answer straight away, they'll message you again and then again and then again and then again. The shit clients, the ones that aren't really that interested the ones that will only have a look when they're in bed and they're bored yeah or when they're having dinner and there's nothing on and they're scrolling through their phone or something like that they'll phone every agent with the same list exactly exactly I think if they're a good client they will still be there in the morning I'm a huge huge believer of that one huge believer of that one thing I want to bring up about working in a a specific area is establishment Mm -hmm. and brand yeah. Now, yeah. I'm going to mention his name again. Oh, fucking hell. I swear to God. We just get him to do this podcast for us. I know. If we ever get him on as a guest star, our knuckle sandwich is bald head. I need to take, he needs to take credit for the work he's done and the things he said. But Josh, Josh Fagan said once that if you're in real estate, you can't just be going month to month or week to week. Yeah, I have to have this long-term. <laughs> what do you mean, though? That's not right. fucking Gandhi. I know, but... That's just how you should live your life. That's not anything. Know, that's so... just common sense. I haven't got to Mate, the fucking this point this is such bullshit. I haven't got to I the point. I fucking hate it so much. He's so revealed. Don't live month to month. Thanks. That's what my parents told me to do. And what? they make him fucking... Oh, You're going to sound silly when I mention Go on, then. Finish it. So the point is, right? Yeah. Now, when you talk to clients, yeah. when you do your job in real estate, although it's commission only and you just, it can be, you can be crazy everywhere and you don't really know, you just want to make sure and make some money. If you treat people, consult people, qualify people, build relationships and get your face all over that area, then eventually you'll be the go-to guy and in the future, people will come to you and know you for being in that area. Now, although it's common sense... It's not fucking gold dust, though, mate. I'm not. You know I'm just I mean? making a point. Of course, if your face is out there, people will come to you. They, oh, it fucking... Oh, oh, oh. I'm so, I don't have time for it, mate. Oh, okay. This well, is why I went out. I can't I, believe this is how we're doing our first fucking podcast of the year. Right. I, oh, it's, okay. I get is, it. Yeah. I get it. You didn't have to mention his name because it's being, possible, being yeah. an established broker, right? Yeah, of course, now, of course I would I would call myself a consultant, yeah. But now that I'm in downtown, right? 
and I know every building in there. You're and my expert. face, my face has at least one listing on each of those buildings. People will be like, right, I want to go into downtown. I'll go through this building and they'll see my face. They won't really recognise me at first. They'll go through another building. Oh, I've seen him before. They'll go through another one. I've seen him before. He's all over downtown. Yeah. I'm going to give him a call. Mate, the thing is, right, like... The quality leads. Uh, the mark... Again, I don't know why, what the reason for this is, but in the UK, real estate isn't that big an industry. Do you know what I mean? But in America specifically, real estate is a huge industry. And I don't know it personally, but I know it from films and stuff like that, is that to be a real estate agent in the USA, you put your face in bus shelters, you put it on park benches, you put it on billboards and stuff like that. Because it's that exact thing. You get your name out there. That doesn't really exist in Dubai. Is that because nobody's cottoned on to it yet and is willing to pay for the advertising? Or are there some rules and regulations in place? I'll tell you what, right? I'll make an example as well. Mm -hmm. If you've ever done photography... Yeah. Before you did photography, you thought you knew how to take a picture. Yeah. And then you realised the rules... And then every time you watch a movie or take a picture, you, start you know how to make the best ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, in real estate, when you haven't done real estate and you look for a house, you kind of know what websites to go for. You don't know too much about the companies. So you call up someone who's done a house before and you find out who they used and if they were any good. Yeah. Now, when, when I went back to Glasgow um, at Christmas time... A COVIDless Christmas, so I could walk the streets, have a look around, and I could see like what what commercial real estate do they have in Glasgow, and I saw a few names that I'd seen before, like Savills, in the subconscious, uh, JLL, like the international, the big big dogs. They were the guys with the type of commercial real estate that I would say was in the prime areas. Okay. And then you had, like, uh, other ones. Um, I can't remember the name. Interesting, though, that Savills and JLL are both, like you said, international yeah, names. Yeah, international So names. There's, there's companies that you can go to if, if you want to pay them specifically, but you know that they can handle it. Mm. And I, I imagine Savills and JLL have better commercial departments in certain countries. Like, I won't say anymore. No, but I get what you're saying. But I find that fascinating that the local companies aren't shining through. That you've got these international big players because their brand name is everywhere. If you drove down to London, you would probably pass 100 Savile signs. And then you drive back up to Glasgow, you pass those 100 Savile signs again. They're in your subconscious, but mate. This is, this is when so you realise... So that's realize, the whole thing about getting yeah. your face out there. This is when you realise, like, if, if you're a, a key player in the industry, right... I, I, if you're a big player as someone who's looking for property, right? You'll have experienced already. I'm talking about people with money who may have more than one property or more than one company who have searched for offices in the past and have been through all this type of stuff. They'll know certain names in the business through recommendations only. Yeah, yeah. yeah it'll be like, it'll be, he'll meet a pal with a company and say, I had this guy from this company and he was absolutely excellent, Right? Now, Dubai is actually quite small when it comes to commercial real estate. This is where I think, like, I've got a good opportunity. Agreed. Because if I could get my face all over downtown and do a good job 
for a lot of people, then the more relationships I build, the more deals I do, small or large, the more people are going to say, right, I met this guy who had the same name as James Bond and <laughs> it sticks in their head and I'm going to pass that to him. And as I say, I think it's branding is, is huge. Over no, there. totally yeah. agree with you. But interesting you said about it being quite a small world. If we're going to be talking about like people, influencers and stuff in the real estate, like Josh Vegan, do you follow it's, Callum White on LinkedIn? No. He's the owner of White & Co. Right. And in fact, I've seen a few of his posts, actually. He's on fire this year, and he did a really interesting post. He said um, he had a bunch of new starters, and he goes over and he meets them all when he starts, and he says, does anyone have any questions for me? And one of them turned around and went, how did you become a successful agent in such an oversaturated market? And his post goes on and says, yes, there's 8,000 agents in Dubai. That looks like it's oversaturated. But the, and this is for residential, obviously, not commercial. And he goes, um, but the amount of good brokers, the amount of brokers that get recommendations, the amount of brokers that do the proper advertising is infinitely smaller than that, that it's so not oversaturated. It's so easy. As soon as you do follow those principles that I'm sure Josh Vegan goes on about all the fucking time, but, as, but it's just common sense. Do you know what I mean? Just do the right things. Don't chase commission, chase relationships, and it's not an oversaturated market because yeah. everybody comes. This is it's right? like, it's, this it's, is what's wrong with Dubai, and this is why Josh Fegan is so fucking rich. It's because real estate people, there's no entry barrier. Do you know what I mean? Any fucking idiot can be a real estate agent, and let me tell you, every fucking idiot is a real estate agent and they think that when they're listening to Josh Fegan they think he's Jesus Christ with the fucking scribes telling people oh in his Australian accent good day mate don't chase your commission mate you've got to build relationships it's common fucking sense and the fact that you need a trainer to tell you that is why you're shit but it's not a- but these are the people that are making fucking millions in real estate <laughs> and then there's us two twats that aren't making fucking anything, mate. We're, How is that fair? We're getting there. Now, Josh Fagan, oh, I want a bit of his personal history. He was uh, doing real estate since he was bloody nine years old. <laughs> anyway, no, on... bollocks. Nobody's doing real estate since they were nine years old. His rich mum and fucking dad were doing real estate. You don't know that. I do that. fucking know that. You're telling me at nine years old he went out and started a real estate business. I'm not saying that. Bullshit. I'm just saying he might have went on a viewing or something. <sighs> yeah. Uh, We've got to change the subject. Okay. But I'm anyway, so I fucking hate it so all much. Man. All I'm saying is, yeah, it's important to build relationships. This is why we do the fucking podcast. Why did you say that name? Stop mentioning Josh fucking vegan, man. It's bullshit. I fucking hate it so much. I did not. Ex- oh, I'm just. Jesus I'm sorry, I get man. what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Anyway, I get, um, your point. I get your point. It's very easy to be a good real estate agent out here. But no, the, the White and Cool guy made a good point. Oh, you mentioned names. Anyway, yeah. who cares? I know, the White yeah. and Co- I, I will happily endorse yeah. White and Co. No, um, um, Sorry, mate, you rattled me there. That's okay. Um, get up, it says. <laughs> that's probably a good start. Uh, that's a good side to start wrapping it up, right? Yeah. Um... I had a fucking point I was going to say before you went on a rant. Sorry, mate. Um, we got through quite a few of these beers, haven't we? Talking about getting your uh, getting your face out there. 
Yeah, I, I mean, becoming like an expert. Like common sense, you said, um, doing the right thing, doing the right thing. Um, I mean, being being honest, advising and consulting. You cannot be honest, consult, advise without knowing. You know, without being good at like emotional intelligence, without having yes. sales skills and understanding and listening properly, there's many skills to common sense that you need to actually portray. Yeah, you need to and, be and, able and to apply it and, and apply convey it, yeah. the message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I get so that. I get that, that. That can be the hard part for some certain people. Yeah. Um, and like you said, the idiots tend to just be <laughs> purely naive of sorts and not have the, the same kind of emotional intelligence and listening skills that a good salesperson will have to be able to consult because... When you, you're getting paid, right? Yeah. And you're getting paid for something. You're not just yeah, showing you're a, paid for you're, not, service, you're yeah. not a waiter. You don't give out a, a, a food and they pay for the food and then they might tip you. Like, when you're waiting. It's a customary service. Or before you yeah. wait, you consult in the dinner and blah, blah, blah. And you have a laugh and you make sure they pick the right food. I don't say waiters don't do that. Like, they don't do that. No, but, but, but you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, 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 you know absolutely. Say? Like, you, you ask them what they want, what they need, you build up their requirements, mm. you position them, you trial close them, and then you justify why they should go for a certain place. And then that, that consultation, the things that are hard for them to hear, good for them to hear, and whatever that justifies your fee. You shouldn't have to justify your fee. And that, that, the skills come from all these other soft skills and sales skills. And that, that should come eventually. For some people, some people it's natural. Some people, they've got a bit of something and they just need to work on it. But I don't know. I just... I, mate, I, I know I'm going to sound like a cunt saying this. <laughs> but, right? It's different with commercial. I'm going to preface it with that. It's different with commercial. My biggest issue with real estate at the minute, and there are many. One I still come across retard. No, it's not that, mate, mate, mate. How do you justify your fee as a real estate agent? Because I well, get it, but the thing is, technology is catching up so fast that our job in residential, and you can listen to any of the big players and they will tell you no technology will never catch up you need to be able to do this you need to be able to do that well, no, no, but our fee is unjustified i'm sorry but it is landlords should be able to market their own properties and not hire an agent to do it for them they can on gumtree they can on gumtree but why can't i just i'm struggling to justify in my head at the minute what the need of an agent is when no, you've you, got no you can put your property online yourself if you want but what but is the need of a real estate agent like, it's like such an archaic thing because no. we don't add any value a landlord can go out and get a state of the art camera right. and take pictures of their property put it this way right if you've got one property yeah and you want it leased yeah right okay you can do that yourself you can put up your own listing and get it online if you've got two properties and you want to get them leased, you can do that as well. If you've got seven properties, then you go for an agency because they've got property management services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah I get. So now they can control, they can manage your properties. Do da da da. 
and that's a weight off your shoulders. Now you don't need to do your own viewings. Or maybe you've just got a full-time job and you're very, very busy and you go to an agency and say, can you get this done for me, please? Right, that makes sense. But that barely exists out here. I don't know, I suppose you're right. That's a good point, to be fair. You, if you can't I mean, be you present get, to do the viewings. Uh, yeah, 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 I get that. But then what? You're paying us to do a viewing? And yeah, out no, here, not, it's not even the landlord fucking paying us. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a tenant's problem. If they want it, they'll pay. But that, it just baffles me. Yeah. It just absolutely baffles me. And okay, it's different in different markets, but I think in Dubai... Properties, especially I mean, when you're and, leasing, and the, there's yeah. no surveys, there's no building inspections, there's nothing, right? It is this is the property, and most people know I either want the marina, downtown, JLT, blah blah blah. It's not like they're comparing it school journey times and all this sort of stuff, and that and it's just you know the good buildings, you know the bad buildings. We make people's lives easier, granted. Because we're a one-stop shop. We're a Google for property. The good, ones, the good agents to recognise when to advise. Like, like you're saying. Like, but if you I'm know saying if ones, you got rid of us, the world would not stop. Oh, definitely not, though. Someone can Google how far to the nearest school. Someone can Google, is this building good? Is this community good? But it wouldn't be easy for people to know where to get information of properties. Like, if I was new to a country... And I phoned up an estate agency. That my conversation now that I know real estate would be, this is who I am. This is a bit about me. I would tell them about me and what I need, and I would say, what areas should I not go to? What areas should I go to? And stuff like that. And they'd say, yeah. listen, and I want, and I would say to them, I want two options. And can you justify why? And then they do research on the area. And this is what I do for my com- my, my my people as well. Yeah, I agree. When they say I, I want do. I want three properties and I've qualified them properly, and I, now that I know about them and how serious and motivated they are, I will put the time and effort into them. Because if they just say send me a send me your properties that match with these requirements, it's like size and price. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. what am I going to do with that? Right, okay, I'll send you like thirty properties, and half of them belong to other agents. Like it's not, it doesn't work like that. I need to know that I'm not wasting my time. Yeah. And I will research and justify why. Like, I'll give them yeah, we make four, four options to, yeah. and make them, make them easier. I'm yeah. sure you've done it as well. With residential. Yeah, of This course, is good for you because there's a school. You said you had a kid. Well, there's can, a garden. You, you said you like barbecues. It. You can Google it. Do you know what I mean? You can just fucking Google it, man. Google what? Google, good school. Because people write blogs about fucking everything, right? Is yeah. that what you're saying? Oh, well, people write blogs. People are always Where on TripAdvisor. The only, the only reason there's so much information on these properties is because, like, Bayou, Property Finder, DeBizzle, they have sections when you search in areas that says, this is uh, yeah, what the area's yeah, yeah. like. I get you. I get Why you. do you think, and, and, and if, if you go to websites like uh, Property Monitor that tells you the sales deals and you generate a report for subscribers only... That will tell you where the nearest schools and everything are. You have to pay for that. You've got to pay for an agent. Though. And if, if you're just a person who's searching for websites and information, when are you going to find property monitor? Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. And but pay we for are it. And pay for it just when you're We're a luxury dressed up as a necessity. People think... Not at all. Yeah, people think 
real not estate agents are a necessity. Then, then you're not. not. If real estate agents who are a necessity are not consultants. No, but what I'm trying to say is, if you removed, if there was a law that passed tomorrow that said, right, there then, are no then, more real estate agents, real estate agency, properties right. would still sell. Properties would still Oh, rent. they would. But then they wouldn't be called real estate agencies anymore. Real estate consultancies. No, but a landlord could do it themselves. If they wanted to. A but t- I've just opened up a consultancy over there. It's not an agency. It's a consultancy. Right, you're being pedantic. Let's wrap up. Okay. So, um... <laughs> Welcome back, guys. As you can see, I've sort of uh, lost the world. One, ma- one hour and ten minutes to be edited. Um, to be edited. I reckon we've done about special. an hour. That's quite good. I um, reckon about an hour and five. Okay, fuck. <laughs> um, no, lads. We've definitely covered a lot to do. Um, we have, actually. And I, I've got, I'm genuinely going to be honest with you, mate. It feels good just to get this shit off my chest. Do you know what I mean? I think it's been this building is up like for like therapy months, yeah. for us. Do you know what I mean? I'm honestly, I don't even care if nobody's listening. Let's keep this up, mate. Yeah, I really do enjoy this. It's not a podcast with a bit of ranting. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm sure if we had, you know, a, a couple of beers each and started talking, this is exactly what we'd be talking about. Yeah. Not that we structure a conversation during a pint, but. Yeah, it we would do just ebb and flow. We do get well, to be stuff. fair, like we had a few talking points in that we didn't really stick to them that much. You were obviously going from one to the other for the news, but that's because we had to cover certain parts of it. Right? Yeah, we want to but be slightly structured. Anyway, guys, before um, we go off on another tangent, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll get back to our normal structure softly, softly. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate yeah. it. And we will... Uh, if anybody is anymore, that is. We've probably lost 100 viewers. Yeah, we've been a bit dormant, haven't we? But here we are. Um, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. And we will catch you... Next week. Next week. Excellent. Uh, Adios. Bye